0: Hello and welcome to episode 201 of Be On The Weight with Henny and Sandy.
1: Beautiful.
0: Thank you. My goodness. I was shaking Shaking off the cob. What what listeners
1: don't know is that's the third time we had to do that today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh my goodness. My goodness. My goodness. Henny. Okay. Henny. Last week, you shared a few. Well, actually, you had people who wanted to hear more life hacks, and then only one life hack, which was my son. Which, right when we hung up, I had to like <laughs> automatically message him. Yeah. Say, seriously, kid, what? <laughs> now, did anyone else share any other life hacks?
1: No. Those those were the only life hacks we got. We we mostly had people just saying, I really, really wish that people could give me a life hack. I'm like, I need a life hack. You know what it is, I think, is when it comes to life hacks... We all have so many of them that we use all the time. We just don't necessarily think of them as being like these grandiose hacks for getting through life better because they're just small what might feel to us insignificant things about the way we go about doing something. Right. And then when we hear the term life hack, we think like, this is, this is something big that I can do that will make my entire life better. But, but the truth is that, that, you know, that even when you give an example of a life hack, it's, it's not going to make everything, every single piece of your life different or better or whatever it's just one little thing you know this is going to be easier for this or this is going to be better for that you know yeah Mm -hmm. like like realizing that the alarms in my phones in my phone could have like a, a name on them so that when the alarm goes it also has like why the alarm is going to me that's a life hack like it's it's not this yeah. huge, big, major thing, but when the alarm goes and I can see why it's going, that's genius to me. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the well, things, I think, that, I think one of the things that, um, my colleague and I started doing about five years ago or so is every time we marked an assessment, we wrote a comment about it and like kept it in a word document on my, like on our computers, So that when it came time to write the report cards, I didn't have to go back and look at the assessment and see what I'd like thought or what I'd written because I've already got this like compiled list of comments per student yeah. that I've just been like, com- like amassing all semester like all semester or all term long. And like that yeah. also to me is a huge life hack because it saves me so much time and stress come report card time. It adds a little bit of time in the moment that I'm doing the marking, but it saves me so much time later, yeah. you know? And so it's, it's those kinds of things that are like, wow, like that's a life hack, but you know, it's not yeah. applicable to everyone, nor is it necessarily life changing. It just makes that one little piece, that one little chore in my life, it makes it a little bit easier.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, that's, but, and those are things that it's over time you've, you improve on, you think, okay, well, oh, great. Let's do really well. So now we're going to do this also, you know, yeah. adding things on. I also think that we don't think that they, they're, We, I think we assume sometimes that everybody does the same thing. So we don't really think that if we were to share it, that other people, one, aren't already doing it.
1: I think that's very two, true. That they
0: that they even think like, like, that that's something genius. Oh my God, I never thought of that. And you're like, really? But very simple things are things that sometimes, you know, we haven't thought about. It's like, huh, yeah, that would work, you know? Have you
1: had some like some of those things recently that you're thinking about it
0: today? (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, that's why I had to bring it up. You know, I do, because I shared that with you and stuff the other day. So I had a procedure done, you know, because this is all I do here now is I've had more procedures in four years living in Peru than I've had in the 54 years previous, you know, so there you go. But anyway, I I was having something, I've been, I have, um, I was having back issues and they just keep flaring up, they, and they go down anyway. So the doctor said, well, here's, you know, let's, let's try this option if you're open to it. So it it was a uh, facet injection. So the facet is like the, it's a ligament Mm -hmm. or joint, sorry, it's a joint in, in amongst like the spinal column. Right, and so he's there's a, a minimally invasive procedure that you can have done. I do it in the office. takes about ten minutes. Uh-huh. That you know, and so I was like, okay, I'm all in. Okay, let's do it. So I get an appointment booked like you know two days from then, which also very grateful for because I know yeah. if it was Canada, I would be waiting months, if if not longer. So go the damn he says you bring somebody with you because you might feel a little bit after i'm like okay so first henny first i go and i read and i say to the receptionist you know i'm here and then she gives me a list that i have to go around the corner to the pharmacy to get filled now i'm this list has got a list of stuff on it i'm picking up the band-aids and like then she goes over the checklist so that is something that we aren't accustomed to in canada we don't go and pick up the stuff and bring it to the yeah. doctor to perform this. Yeah. So, okay. So I've got all my stuff as I go in. So now it's not just the, the doctor and I, because now he's brought the receptionist in, and then the young guy who does my physio also says, well, oh, I just want, I want to watch the procedure. Well, I, I said, I didn't know it was a party because like the guests <laughs> were here and not my friends. I didn't invite anyone. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> because now I've got to lay on my stomach and then there he's like got to pull down to yeah. where the C4 the C5 well then it's got to come down a little bit lower than that and this is where this is where the life hack so if you're going to get a tattoo on your butt uh-huh really think about the times in your life <laughs> in the future that you may need to expose
1: that to, to people. people that it wasn't meant for.
0: <laughs> Correct. What was meant to be a cute, fun thing for my husband uh-huh. now has just been seen by the doc and then the doctor, the physio guy, and the receptionist. So the physio kid is like 28 years old. Right. He's like my kid. <laughs> And as soon as the doctor goes and he's like starts to like pull the back of my pants down a little bit. Yeah. I already know you can't see. And that's the thing, you can't even see the full thing. You can only see part of it. Okay. <laughs> and it immediately makes you start saying, okay, so I've got this massive tattoo on my butt now. Right. Now I understand it was probably not the best thing to do, you know, as I'm explaining to him. <laughs> and the doctor then's like, oh yeah. I, I almost got a tattoo once, but then after I gave it some thought and I'm like, he goes, then I changed my mind and I'm like, yeah, okay. You, I'm you like, oh, God making me
1: feel better with a story like that.
0: <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. And I think about how many times this is like, you don't realize how many times you need to expose a butt cheek. <laughs> things. Until you really don't want people to see it. <laughs> yeah. Like when you get a massage Yeah There's that There's know. that Anyway yeah. uh, You know But <laughs> I had the dental surgery here And the dentist The dentist gave me a shot in my butt Of antibiotic Wasn't expecting oh. that When I went to the dentist I also <laughs> yeah. would not have expected that <laughs> I was like My butt? He's like Yeah I'm like Oh <laughs> Anyway Anyways The minimally invasive procedure ended up being six injections yeah. it was not minimally painless I can tell you that it was odd I was pretend crying like oh. and so then the young guy gave me tissue at the end and I said I wasn't crying I mean <laughs> I wanted to yeah correct you, but were pretend,
1: you were pretend crying so that you didn't for real cry 100
0: <laughs> percent and I was, and then I, every time he was putting it, because it went into the muscle, I was said, Son of a bitch! (laughs) Holy shit! (laughs) Oh my God! Are you kidding me? And he's like, Okay, but you need to stay, because he was watching where the, where it was going to make sure he got it into the right spot. Yeah. Yeah, on a screen. Anyway. Uh... Anyways. It all sounds awful. First, initially, there's anesthetic and then a cortisone that takes effect in seven to 10 days. So I felt terrible that day. I felt great Friday and Saturday. And then yesterday woke up with such bad back pain, but okay. this is normal because it does take time. They'd say you get, end up feeling worse before better. Okay. I don't know. I think it's a one and done. I think I'm a one and done for this. Right. I would rather have, I, I said to him I, I, but before he started, I said, I'm having flashbacks of epidurals. And he goes, oh, this is as bad as that. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> well. Have you had an epidural when you were in labor? But <laughs> I can tell you this is a hell of a lot worse.
1: It's so any it's, <laughs> it's so interesting to me when people who have never had those things done say, "Oh, it's not as bad as this," or "It's just like this." Or I'm like, mm, "Okay, but you don't like. Have you had that? Do you know that? Mm, <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay." <laughs> I don't think so. So interesting, Sandy, that you're talking about like having to like take the list of stuff from the doctor's office, go to the pharmacy and like get the, you know, the, the medicine and the syringes Mm -hmm. and the band-aids and all of this stuff because I recently got a letter in the mail from my doctor's office and the The doctor's office that I use, it's there's there are numerous doctors that all work in the same like r- like office, the same building, yeah. And and so all of the so I guess this is a thing that the entire medical office is doing. And so I got this letter saying that they're doing this like annual fee program, and yeah. so for. You know, you can pay this amount per year for just you, or this amount per Mm -hmm. year for, like, you and your family, or you cannot pay the annual fee at all. But then if you don't pay the annual fee, there's, like, a two-page list of all of the things that will now have a fee associated with it. So if you go to the doctor's office and you require any of these things, it will cost you money when you go
0: there. Yeah. That's, but I, so I've been, my, since, since I lived in Hamilton, the doctor I worked for there, he was also part of one of those. Oh. And I, it's the same thing. So it's like, if you had a worker's comp form, your doctor, cause that doesn't get covered by OHIP for the doctor to fill it out. And Correct. so you would always get charged. If you're sick and you need a doctor's note, there's a fee that yeah, you get, so you have to I, pay. I
1: I was aware of that. Like I was aware that if you needed things like that signed, that 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 there was a cost associated with that. Yeah, But this list just felt more extensive <laughs> than that, you know, like, and then, and yeah. then to have this like, yeah, you know, or you can pay us like $130 for the year and then we won't charge you for these things. Yes. So I literally went through the list, Sandy, and thought, okay, what are the things that I could potentially see myself needing in the next year? But it didn't add up to more than the annual fee. And so I thought, I think I will just take my chances. I will not pay the annual fee. And if I have to pay things at the yeah. doctor's office, that's what I'll have to do. Yeah.
0: And in my experience, the doctor often didn't charge me for right, right. the things. For like one things. of them is a referral for, one's a referral for, yeah. uh, I think, physio or, no, or even, or for um, massages or chiropractor. Yeah, yeah, I think sometimes the there are certain things. Yeah. Yeah. So even, uh, um, even the but, one
1: thing, the, the one thing that was on, that was on the list that I thought, Oh, like I could potentially need this and they would have to, and I would have to pay for it is an ear wash. Okay. Cause I, have you, yeah, I, I occasionally you had that before. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe a dozen times in my life like it there I had a period of time in my late teens and early 20s when and even maybe throughout my whole 20s where I like I constantly was experiencing blockage in my ears and the only thing that would clear it was like getting my doctor to to wash
0: my ear out So I, I, that's different. Have you ever had your ears candled?
1: No, candled. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. My friend Wanda does it. She used to do it for.
0: Yeah.
1: Although I'm telling you, the the, the washing, the washing is not fun
0: either. (laughs) No, and the stuff that comes out is really gross, right? Which is what happens with candling. Yeah. So she, she learned how to do it because her husband was a crane operator downtown okay. and the, the filth the that's stuff it. from working on the job site Aye. would just be and then she would have a problem with hearing and so she yeah. would candle his ears. and and then her brother was getting it done by her everybody like her whole family was oh doing but then it I said I said okay try it like do mine I think that's I, I mean I'm up for it you know I mean she yeah, could it was a, <laughs> I, I, but it's actually like wax that goes Like it it does go in your ear. Okay, so here's the weird that comes out. Yeah. So
1: so I've never had that. And and I mean and our listeners are like, oh my goodness, stop talking about it. It's so gross. gross. (laughs) But but I will tell you that (laughs) that the first thing the doctor would tell me, like when like because before he would do it, he he before he would wash out my ears, what he wanted me to have done was put baby oil in my ears for a couple of days prior to, because the problem, the reason why it's blocked is because it's too dry. And so nothing is happening. Like there, like there's no movement of anything that's in your ear. Right. And so they, so, but, and it was so gross. And like, honestly, I was like, Oh my goodness. So you want me to put oil like in my ear? Like, Oh, you know, like just is so cringy, but made all the difference. And so I haven't actually needed that procedure done in a, in a very long time. Like I would say probably in 10 years, but I have had like in the last couple of weeks, I've been waking up in the morning (laughs) and with an ear like blocked and I'm like, oh no, Uh, oh no, oh no, please, please, please. But I think it's, I think I've. I use I put a little baby oil in it for a couple of days, and it seems okay. like that seems like that has solved the problem. I don't think I will have to pay for an ear wash.
0: Okay, okay. First of all, are are you do you clean your ears a lot? No, because I know they say you shouldn't. I mean, I'm a compulsive.
1: Are you a compulsive Q-tipper?
0: Yeah, I am. Yeah, so is Mark after every shower yeah feels the same after every shower no I'm not feel I'm not. more than feel more than me feel more than me and for my kids like I could not handle if they I saw wax in their ear no I can't <laughs> handle it yeah. cannot handle if I see somebody like that cannot handle it I know someone's going to message us 100 percent about this because I know <laughs> you should do it <laughs> okay I know that. uh no but you know how you know how some people get off with like squeezing other people's zits. Yes. Like for me, it's ears. it's for me cleaning, ears. cleaning out earwax. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, got <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I,
1: this is the thing. I mean, I, you were so compulsive about it. <laughs> yes, you know. yes, I was. <laughs> I uh, no, I don't. I I don't. I'm not a I'm not a Q tipper. So okay.
0: Maybe I should be. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, that, you know, that was a lot of time on stuff that really doesn't matter at all. No, but it was, it was top of mind. It was top of mind. Henny, I have to tell mm. you, I've just started reading this book. Yeah. Bear by Susan Hyatt. Yeah. And so let me just say... um. The, outs, the outside of the book is, it says a seven week program to transform your body, get more energy, feel amazing, and become the bravest, most unstoppable version of you. Okay. And so I'm not sure if this was, I, I like heard about it, if someone recommended it, I don't know where this book came from, but it just appeared, I think in my Libby. Right, okay, okay. yeah. So I was like, okay, well, what is this all about? I mean, what it is, it's like, you know, a lot of different books about someone, someone who is using their own journey and experience and how they became the, like a healthier version of themselves. Really, she talks a lot about dieting culture and how she was just like in a loop, you know, of, of diets and, and unhappiness and, everything in her life was a shambles and now she has this like seven week program that you start doing and you know it's supposed to free you from that and help you find joy in life and whatever so you know I mean there I do I do as you do see a lot of books like this or programs and and the person has to be interesting enough for me to like sometimes people are too phony about stuff or pushy Mm. about stuff and I'm just like I start reading it and I'm like tuning out yeah I don't you're very, feel any value in anything
1: yeah you're very good at that about having a read right at the very beginning and being like this is not for me I'm out
0: yeah I'm out and not saying that I don't think there are more than like there's more than one way to to live a healthy life I mean everybody they for sure, but sometimes I just find that maybe it's the delivery of things that just doesn't sit with me in a mm-hmm. in the right way. Mm-hmm. This I thought this book was going to be. I haven't even gotten that far in, but there's enough to we can chat. So in the beginning, like the very first thing she talked about was like 15 years ago joining WW. Oh, okay. so, and it might even. She said it was when they just started with like uh, a, a version of their points and she said I had a daily amount but then I had this group of stuff that I could eat that was zero like I could un- I could eat as, as much of it as I wanted um and then I could save my valuable points for the things that I really wanted to have so basically right away i'm like dad someone has not explained it to you because no one ever said that you it was you could have as many so she was like eating a lot of pineapple and bags of baby carrots Mm -hmm. but was so she was very negative about ww and Mm -hmm. i always find when i start and someone is so and that the information as they believe it to be and now they've put it out there is not even true. Yeah. I always feel like my back gets up about it. Yeah. You know? And yeah. often I'll be like, whatever. You know, anyways, I did, I still I stuck. I stuck to, stuck so to the book. You kept it. reading. Okay. And so I I was reading and then there was something that's really and I I I it to you, you and stuff because I was like, oh my gosh, this is like stopped me. Yeah she talked about like what her program is. And like, it's not just about losing weight and dropping, you know, sizes and and all of that. But the commitment is, she says, to live your life in a more courageous way so that one day when you're a beautiful, wise old lady sitting in your rocking chair, you can reflect back on your life and say, well, that was amazing. Instead of, I wish I'd been a little braver. And I was just like, oh, like even just reading it to you now, I still like it. It was like it was like you shared last week with reading from Gabby's book. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Some things just hit you.
0: Yeah. And I think for me, I was thinking I had a period in my life where I felt like that. Like I felt like really courageous about doing things and it was 2013 up until 2019 like those years so living when I moved back to Tro- like just the I last bit in Hong Kong and then moving into Toronto before I moved okay. here Okay, that's that's so the time in from, your life and when and you
1: that's the time yeah. in your life when you felt the most courageous
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That I thought, you know what, there's, it doesn't matter about any, anything like I know, like I can do that. Well, I can try that. Yeah. And, and then I think like the last four years I now like that's what I've lost, you know, and I don't know if it's lost or it's just, it does it does it's not there in the same level that it was. And So reading, reading that though, is like, that was like, it was like the pin right in it. It's like, that is exactly what is happening right now. And I don't want to be that person, you yeah. know, that looks back with, it's almost like with regret, like, yeah, well, I should have done that. I wish I had done this and that. And I had thought I'd already got past that point in my life. Uh... But it just made me think about how easy it is to transition yeah. in and out of things. and sometimes small things happen and accumulate, and you don't realize the larger impact of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, feeling that unsteadiness with yourself, I think that's that's like what I feel are like things emotionally not having the capacity to, to to want to venture into doing something, the physical change also and then not trusting your body to do mm-hmm. it anymore. And letting go of comparisons of what it was at one point mm-hmm. and allowing it to be something different. It just it just felt like there's a lot of there that I hadn't considered altogether, I don't think. Ah, uh, you know? yeah. It was like, oh, God. So now, of course, and that's only like, I don't know, 10 pages into the book. I have right. to finish the book <laughs> Yeah. Do you feel like a courageous person? Oh, I, I feel like,
1: no, I don't think... I don't think of myself as a courageous or brave person, but I also don't feel like I'm the opposite of that either. Is there something in the middle? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, <don't... laughs> I think I. You know what? I think <laughs> it. I think it depends on what area of my life you're talking about or like what piece like I think I think in general I am willing to take risks and and so that so although maybe I don't I don't feel courageous because it's all perception right like it's all like like I feel confident about doing certain things, and so then I don't feel like I need to be courageous to do them, but someone else might look at that same thing and be like, oh my goodness, like, that would take so much courage to do, whereas for me, I don't feel like I need the courage
0: to do that. Does that make sense? It does make sense, but what is, is there something, are there things that it takes, like, do you shy away from things because you know you need to be brave enough to try it or ever think I wish I was brave enough to do it or have the courage to try something new like I think that's the difference I think if you're doing something I think yeah, if you're doing something that someone else thinks would take a lot of courage, that's not you being courageous. That's, that's you. it. That's, well, that's why I feel like... That I don't, isn't, that's not it.
1: Yeah, because I don't really think of myself as a courageous person because I don't... Okay, let's... Like doing things that don't require a lot of courage.
0: Think about... All right, well, okay, let's think about when when we were you know starting when you started running yeah did it take courage for you to sign up for your first half yes. marathon for yes. your first marathon yes okay so you are you have in the past been a courageous yes. person yes yeah so are there things now that if something came up that you would think I'm going I th- to do
1: it. I think I am probably more courageous than I give myself credit for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because, because like you read in that, in that blurb from the book, I do have a real sense that I don't want to look back on my life and think that I missed out on things or think that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I, 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 yeah, that I, that I wish I had done something when I had the chance to do it. I think that, yeah, I, 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 so I, I mean, do I shy away from things? I think I do sometimes for sure. Or do, you know, do things require courage for me to like actually go out and do for sure. But, but I think for the most part, I think I do them.
0: You and know so that, like, that does take courage to do those things so yeah yeah like whether that, it's, that
1: right whether it's signing up to do something or you know trying trying something new or like talking to someone uh you know at, that you haven't met before or you know like all of those things like all of those things take courage but I but I think I usually do them I'm trying to think if that has changed over time like like i I think, have I gotten more courageous as time has gone on? It's hard to say. I think when it comes to, like, talking to people and making connections with people, I've gotten more courageous as I've gotten older. I think Mm -hmm. um, a younger, like, my younger self would be much more likely to just sit back and and hope that someone came over to me. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. But as far as like signing up to do things or trying things, yeah, I th- I think I've mostly always done those things whether <laughs> whether it was my choice to do them or whether I was sort of pushed into yeah. them, you know, but yeah. but I in at the time, I wasn't happy about being pushed into things, but looking back, I, but I wonder if that's some of where I've gotten the courage from, is yeah. that as a younger person, I was pushed into enough things that I was afraid of, and they turned out well, that yeah. now I know, okay, I have to push myself into this, because otherwise I'll feel like I missed out. Right. I think, I think that's, I think that's true for me.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I, I just thought what a, what an interesting way to think of it as like, you know, thinking, can you get to a point in your life and just being like, you know, I'm so glad that I, that I love the, like, I'm happy about the life that I lived, mm-hmm. you know, that I was courageous enough to do those things. Mm-hmm. Because once that's the thing is that once you do those things, nobody can take it away from you. Mm-hmm. I have I actually I had a conversation with a friend last week and so for a number of reasons like this this person had done a lot of um uh, a lot of activities when they were younger and then were in a, they were in a relationship with someone who did not either did not um uh, want to do those things or was interested in them and so she never went back to those things now the relationship um, has ended and, you know, 25 years have passed more between doing this and not doing it. Mm-hmm. And, and so she, in the last month has come back and has started doing all of these things and I've seen on, on Instagram and that, you know, and I was just like, what, you know, she's like, I haven't, I, one of them was skiing. I haven't skied in 26 years, downhill skied. Yeah. You know, and she's like, and then she went skating again. She hadn't skated since she was like in school. Right. And she and then made the comment. It's like, I'm taking these things back for me. Ah. And that is so effing powerful. Yeah. Yeah. But not to frame it with regret that you did it, because that there's nothing there's nothing gained from that. You made yeah. a decision at a time to do that. And the decision was the right decision for you at that point. Right. But just that you can now revisit it and take that back is amazing. You know, that, there's a lot of strength and courage in that. Yeah. Yes. The person is very stubborn also. And so, you know, <laughs> is like, if you're going to do it, that I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to forget that there was this period of time and the other people I'm with are going up and like skiing on the highest things. And I'm yeah. like trying out the small ones and they don't think that I'm actually going to do it. Right. Screw you. I'm going to go from like zero to a hundred, you know, <laughs> and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And hope, and hope it's going to be okay. Even though, <laughs> even though they were terrified on the um, the lift, you know, like it's like, I don't even know if I'm gonna know how to get off this and then get to the top. and we're talking about we're not talking about skiing in Ontario. We're talking about yeah. two thousand meters,
1: yeah, of, yeah,
0: of, once you're at the top, you gotta come down. yeah, there's no other choice <laughs> exactly, but some, but, the, but just but you just said it, there's no other choice. Yeah. and sometimes we downplay the a bravery, the power that we have because we say, well, I didn't have another option. Mm. But the thing is, is that you put yourself into a position. You knew that. correct, And you didn't. So don't downplay it by saying I didn't have another option. Yeah. Own because, it that, you know what? I was badass and I yeah. came down and I stayed in an upright position, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I did not wipe, and I didn't break any bones either, you know, that's the key. <laughs> yeah. I just I just thought I just loved, you know, that she'd already come to that conclusion is like I took that back. Yeah. And I said that's the thing is that once you've done something, even if you move away from it and make different choices, you come back to it. Nobody can take it away from you. That is a skill set, that is something you've done yourself, right? And that's really powerful. And I think sometimes we forget about those things
1: once and we've, we've done and something we don't give ourselves enough credit for
0: the things we have done yeah. correct like just because i i'm not i won't i'm no longer run mm-hmm. doesn't take away the fact that i ran three marathons absolutely and that is and the percentage of the incredible that ever does right like yeah. it, and so it's not living with well i can't do it anymore but it's like look what i accomplished Correct. I accomplished more than I ever thought I would, I would accomplish. Yeah. And so just because it's not, I'm not the same level now doesn't mean anything because I was at one point and I did it, Mm -hmm. you know, and you can still feel good about those things. Absolutely. And now it's, it's, it's on to different things.
1: Correct. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting a hold of that book myself.
0: The one other thing that she talked about, which, um, I think that any of us that, uh, you know, have had a um, struggle with either with, your, with our weights or with certain foods, you know, in particular, you know, she's, she was saying like, you know, maybe you've watched other people eating, leaving a cheeseburger unfinished or enjoying five bites of cake and then calmly pushing the plate away in satisfaction. And you think to yourself, <laughs> how is that even possible? You know, yes. it's like, it's like watching a Las Vegas magic show and it feels as impossible as levitating, you know, <laughs> and she said, that used to be me. I used to repeatedly tell myself that I could not be trusted around food. Mm like especially my favorite foods like seasoned fries with garlic mayo dipping sauce oh my god <laughs> just one once i dove in that hot salty basket of deep fried goodness was mine forget i'm both sharing just but eventually i realized something i feel powerless around food because i'm totally exhausted and bored and because my day-to-day life isn't very fun exciting or pleasurable right now food feels like the only reliable source of pleasure in my life yeah.
1: And the thing with something like that too is that it's hard to it's hard often to pinpoint that in the moment that it's happening. You know, like it's mm-hmm. it's much easier later to look back and reflect and realize that that's what was happening and that's what you were experiencing, but in the moment it's hard sometimes to Yeah to know, like, oh, this is what I'm doing right now, and this is why I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: that's basically the the approach that she takes with her, you know, in quotations, program is it's not about, it's not the food. If you concentrate systematically on, like, like different sections of your life and bring more pleasure into those you'll find that you'll get less pleasure seeking from food and so that but that makes sense but it's hard when you're wrapped up and you're like that is bullshit each of us have have made progress with different things that used to be those things that once we got into it that was it there's always going to be I think something that will be that thing yeah but there are lots of wins along the way and changes sure it's because the realization's been made the realization yes. has been made yeah you know and i mean for her she was working a job that she wasn't happy at she didn't want to be a stay at home mom she didn't enjoy doing all of those things like there was all of these things and so the thing that was pleasurable for her was at the end of the day was always thinking about once she gets home she's made dinner the kids are in bed all of this she has a glass of wine and a big bag of chips Right. So your whole day gets focused on, yeah. I'm doing all of this shit just so that I can get to that. This is what is waiting. Yes. Yeah. And that makes sense. I I
1: understand a lot of that rationale. I do. Yes. Yes. But I also objectively can see how that's not helpful. And that's not a, it's, it's not even a fulfilling way of living your life because truly, as, as momentarily pleasurable that bag of chips might be like that bag of chips is not fulfilling my, like myself. Like, like yeah. that is not, that is not a life hack.
0: Yeah. No, it's <laughs> not, a, it's not a life hack. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I do understand, I understand like what she is her approach to it to be like, you know, she said the first thing she did, she was like, I went and I, I quit that job. Like, I was in a position, I could quit that job. I was so unhappy. You know, so there's one thing. And it, it is, it's like looking at different aspects of your life and saying, what is the one that I can attack and do something different with it here? Yep. Okay, well, maybe I need to do that first. So her, her approach really is to bring more joy everywhere else in your life and and then shift that. I understand that, but I think I think you don't just go into doing that one day, you know, like there's, you have to, they're pointed out to you, you have to read something, you have to, it had. you have to come to an awareness of it because mm-hmm. when you're caught up in it, you're not aware of it. You're not even Correct. aware that that is happening. Correct. Right. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Cause I haven't it's, got much. It's sort of, of like that.
1: connect. It's sort of connected to what you were saying, like way back at the beginning when you were saying, you know, that sometimes what you find with yourself is that you, you, you notice this one thing and you notice this one thing and you have this experience and you realize that this feels a certain way, but you you don't look at all of it all together, you know? And yeah. that, like, maybe this one thing is causing you some stress. Maybe this one thing isn't so great. Maybe this one thing is, you know, you're worrying about. But when you put all of it together, that's a lot that you are trying to manage and and, and deal with, right? And I think that's what's happening here too is that she's saying or that you're saying like you know in order to make all the other things around you feel more enjoyable and more pleasurable you have to understand first that all together this is making you miserable and so you've got to chip away at the pieces to fix the the overall Mm -hmm. feeling right it's it's all connected
0: Yeah, it is. It's like knowing, yeah, well, I'm miserable and I hate my life. Okay. But what about it specifically? And sometimes it's hard for people. They're like everything. Okay. But everything meaning what? You have to like, it's peeling. It's like the onion, right? It's peeling back the layers Mm -hmm. and really finding out what is in that middle. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, we'll see. We'll see how the rest of the book is. I know you'll read it. it. I I do think you. I do think you'll enjoy it. I'm I'm sure I will. Although, you know what
1: else I've been uh, enjoying—that—that is something that is, you know, something that you have brought to to my life, and I've been thoroughly enjoying it—is Armchair Expert, the podcast. Oh my God. So the episodes I, are so long, they're long, right? The episodes are so long. And so, and so it's not the kind of thing that I'm like going to make a commitment. And there's so many of them because they have so yeah. many different like spinoffs, you know? Yes. And so I, I cannot commit to all of that. And so usually <laughs> you'll send me random episodes to listen to and I'll listen to those random episodes, right? Wow. The last two days I've been busy, like, because I'm getting my, uh, my condo ready to sell. And so I've been busy packing everything up to go into storage. And so I needed something to entertain me, but it couldn't be something that I had to concentrate on too much because the, the, Job of packing requires concentration because I'm sorting through things and figuring things out and deciding how to put things in boxes and whatever. And so I can't listen to an audiobook like I need because I have to concentrate on that too much. Right. And so I was like, mm-hmm. I need a podcast. And so, but like the couple of podcasts that I do follow regularly, I'm caught up on. And so I was like, I'm going to. I'm just going to put on Armchair Expert because the episodes are so long and I think I truly I think yesterday I listened to five episodes and <laughs> and, and I have to tell you I had a great old time like I was thoroughly oh. enjoying myself like it feels like these people are like sitting in my living room just having a chat like I'm just like giggling away and you know like and very interested in what they have to talk about and and, but mm-hmm. there was, there was one thing that I heard yesterday that I was like, oh, I have to remember to mention this to you because it was so profound because, um, one of the hosts of Armchair Expert, Dax Shepard, is, would you say a recover a recovering addict?
0: Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. De- is that how he addict. describes
1: himself? So, yes. so. Yeah. And he has been, like, has attended 12-step programs and, and meetings for years and years and years. And so he frequently talks about that. And whenever he's talking to, like, other people in the same line of business as him or when he's talking to other professionals who are talking about, you know, different things to do with psychology or different ways that people behave, like, human behavior, he often brings that into the conversation. And he was talking to someone in an episode that I was listening to yesterday and he was talking about like what, when you do something that you regularly notice that the people around you are kind of the same as you, you know? So he was saying like, when I go to the racetrack, he's like, all the people who are at the racetrack kind of look like me. He's like, you know, like people they're you know, people Mm -hmm. with, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, with tattoos and people who dress a certain way and people, you know, like everyone kind of looks the same. He's like, if you, you know, go to a book club, like everyone kind of has the same, you know, appearance, like everyone's kind of the same because those hobbies attract a similar type of person. Like if you go to the gym, the people at the gym all kind of have the same look, you know, but he said, when I go to a 12 step meeting, he's like, you Mm. could, he's like, he's like, I often look at the people in the room and think to myself, if someone else looked at this group of people, they would, it would be impossible for them to decide what is it that these people have in common? Because he's like, they're all ages, all sexualities, all races, all walks of life, all socioeconomic backgrounds. Like, like he's like, it is such a wide Mm. gamut of people. And he's like, truly, he's like, I I really, I would challenge someone to be able to tell what we all have in common. And yet, he said, this is the group of people that I feel the most comfortable with, Uh. the most like myself with, the most like Mm. connected to, you know, and and so. I just, I always, whenever he's Talking about going to his meetings, like I Always think of WW, and I'm Not debating the two I, I know that they're, that they're very different I know that, you know Um, uh working on your addiction working on a relationship with food and weight is not the same as addiction. I, I said I, I don't want to equate those two things yeah. however, there are pieces that sound similar and I also have never mm-hmm. been to a twelve cent meeting so yeah. I can't speak to that but but from how mm. I hear it described and from my experience with a WW workshop, there are a lot of things that are similar and certainly the piece about like, this group of people who on the surface have nothing in common are so tightly woven together and so connected and so comfortable with one another. Like that is very, like, that was like, Oh wow. I, I know that feeling. I know what you're talking about now. I would, I mean, Mm -hmm. certainly with a WW workshop, it, it, there is a particular age demographic definitely it's very female oriented, but there you know there are certainly are other parts of it that are not as uh, homogenous as other groups.
0: The similarity, Henny, is is that both groups have us presenting a very personal and vulnerable, Part of ourselves and sharing that with people for sure but when you're in the gym we're you're in other types of groups with hobbies it is not the same you don't get the same depth of knowing people and not for everyone sure. not everyone is going to but and, and the, but it is a place where you know you could be that and yeah. that you do feel more like people than not like people Yes,
1: yes. And I think that's the key, right? You feel more like people than unlike. And then there's one other thing that I'm going to mention before we go. I was listening to Mm -hmm. an episode of We Can Do Hard Things this morning. And they were talking to an expert on friendship. Oh, yes. And so, and I, and I thought, oh, this is, this episode is for Sandy. I love it. <laughs> but it was, there were a couple <laughs> of things that she talked about in the, a lot of what she said, like this expert were, are things that we've already talked about, things we already know. The one thing that she said that was interesting was that people who understand friendship as something that requires effort are more likely to have and keep friends over time because mm-hmm. if you if you know that a friend that friendship requires an effort then you're more willing to put in that effort and put in the time and put in the work and maintain the friendship whereas if you think mm-hmm. that a friendship should just happen then whatever friendships you do find yourself in are going to peter as soon as the reason for which you've fallen into that friendship comes apart, right? Like, like if you fall into a friendship with someone Perfect. because you happen to work with them, as soon as you no longer work with them, you're no longer friends with them. But if you right. if you enter into a friendship relationship Correct. and you know this is only going to work if we put in the the effort to maintain it, then you're you do that, right? And and so I not a new idea, but just uh like a very simplistic way of framing something that is so, so true. It's interesting how, like, things that you hear about or read about or talk about, like, seem to, like, pop up in other places because a few days ago I was reading Mm -hmm. a book called Hijab Butch Blues by Lamia H. It's a memoir of um, a, a woman who identifies both as queer and is um muslim and how she has mm-hmm. to sort of navigate those two worlds and and bring them together and and live in a way that is true to herself when they seem to be two like opposite like experiences fascinating but three times in the book three times they mention this idea of like friend chasing you know, and they'll say like, and I was Uh. like chasing her as a friend or like, and I, and the first time they said it, I was like, oh, chasing friends. Interesting. And then they said it again, twice more, like, and, and like Uh. named, like gave it a name, like a friend chaser. And, and so then I was listening to this episode about like making friendships and, and maintaining friendships. And they also were talking about, if you want to build a friendship, like you have to go out, you have to talk to someone, you have to introduce yourself. You have to send a follow-up email. Like you have to be chasing the friendship. And I was, and and it was just so funny to me that it was like, oh, this idea that I just heard has now come Uh up in this completely unrelated space. Right. But yeah. I don't know if you have to chase the things that you want, but you have to, whatever it is if that you want, if it's a friend, if it's a a, a level of fitness, if it's a a weight loss, if it's uh mm-hmm. you know happiness in your job like job satisfaction, like you have to take actions and take steps to get yourself to whatever it is you're looking for or put yourself in a situation where what you're looking for could happen, you know like you you have to, at a certain to a certain degree open yourself up to that
0: for sure it's tough though sometimes it's tough I mean I've, tough. I have gotten better at I've gotten better at it I also have gotten I try to be better out when the person is non is not responsive to it because there's a line where it's like okay I know that there are because of of what I know about that person, there are other things that are going on that mm-hmm. may, they, they don't have the level of time free that I do. And so mm-hmm. there's that, but there's also that I don't want to be pushing myself on someone,
1: uh-huh. you know?
0: And so that can be difficult to navigate sometimes and not to feel rejected, rejected from someone that you don't really even know. It's odd. It's a weird feeling. (laughs) And that's
1: where this idea that you were talking about earlier, like everything comes full circle here. Like this idea about being courageous, like you have to, you, anytime you're putting yourself into a situation where you could be rejected, whether it's by like a, a romantic partner, a friendship. Um, you know uh, a form that you have to fill out for something that you could be rejected for yes. a job offer yeah you know, any oh like God. all of those things require courage to do because you don't know what the outcome is you don't know what the person yeah. at the at the receiving end is going to say in response right that, that that's yeah. scary stuff yeah so so I guess this week we're Ooh, maybe we're encouraging listeners this week to be courageous, to be oh, brave, okay. to take, to, mm-hmm. to, to do the thing that they have been shying away from, to reach out to someone that they've been a little worried about reaching out to, or, you know, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. that courageous thing is. And maybe we should ask people like how they talk themselves into or through those situations. Like how do you, how do you push yourself to make the courageous choice?
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: I mean, I'm interested what other people like say to themselves or, or like convince themselves to do something that, that feels scary. I like it.
0: All right, my friend. Well, you know, here we are. Another, another episode done, another week, another chat. Which was a lovely one. Yes. For those that are listening, thank you for listening. I will chat soon. Okay, bye. Bye.